Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. I'm going to start today. I want to talk about worship. You feel the anointing of God come in this place when we start worshiping? Ruth Ward Heflin was, a, was an old-time Pentecostal woman preacher. She was, we went to her camp meeting. You know, a lot of times when you go to Christian meetings, it's like, okay, we're going to have a meeting at 10, and we'll take the afternoon off, we'll have a meeting at night, and that'll be it. But if you go to Ruth Ward Heflin's camp meeting years ago, you get up, you had prayer at 6 for a couple hours, and you had an hour to eat breakfast, and you came in, for, you had two morning meetings and three meetings in the afternoon and two meetings at night. I mean, it was, it was brutal. But she wrote a book on the glory, and she said, concerning the glory, she said, you, to get the glory of God, you, you praise until the spirit of worship comes, and then you worship until the presence comes. And then you bask in the presence. And I was basking in the presence this morning. I, that, that song, With All I Am, just touches my heart. I listen to it over and over again. Father, I thank you for this word today. May it bless us, may it touch our hearts. We want your presence in our life more than anything. We seek you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to start in John. John's Gospel, it's probably familiar to many of you. In John chapter 4, woman, Jesus is speaking with the woman at the well of Samaria. The one who's had five husbands and the one she's with now is not her husband. And they get into a, a discussion on worship. And I just want to read... One scripture where Jesus says in John 4, verse 23, But an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. My question is, what is true worship? What's true worshipers? The true, I want to be a true worshiper. She said the true worshipers will worship the Father. What is that? I want to be that. I want to touch God's heart with my heart. I want, I want him to know how much I love him, how much I want him in my life. Corey Ten Boom. How many people, how many people know who Corey Ten Boom is? How many, how many people have never heard her name? Just, I'm just curious. She's... She wrote a book called The Hiding Place. She lived, she, I wrote this, I looked this up. She was born in, on April 15th, 1893. And listen to this, she died April 15th, 1983. She was 90 years, she died on her birthday, on her 90th birthday. She was a Dutch woman. Her family in Holland was helping Jews escape the, the Nazi when the Nazis came and, invade, and 
and invaded the low countries, Belgium and Netherlands and Holland and Luxembourg. And they were hiding Jews and the Gestapo finally caught them. And her family, her family went to a concentration camp. Everyone in her family died but her. She was in Ravensbrück concentration camp. I don't, know how, I don't know how long she was there, but after she was there for several months, a clerical, by, by a clerical error, they let her out. And a week later, all the women her age were exterminated. And I thought, when I, re when I read that, it's like, God's good at getting people out of jail. He got Peter out of jail. He got Paul out of jail. Getting people out of jail is easy for God. But the rest of her family died. She was a very, very godly woman. She wrote a book. It's a classic. It's a Christian classic, The Hiding Place. It's a movie. You can see it on YouTube. If you just put on The Hiding Place, you'll find it. But she said this. She said, I've learned to hold all things loosely so God won't have to pry them out of my hands. I've learned to hold all things loosely so God won't have to pry them out of my hands. True worship. True worshipers don't just lift their hands. True worshipers have loose hands. They are willing to let God, they are willing to let anything go. They will let God take whatever they want, to rearrange their schedule, to rearrange their life, to rearrange their priorities. True worshipers have no, no limits with God. I want to look at worship from a, from a slightly different aspect this morning. Because for most churchgoers, I think, Worship is singing in, on Sunday morning. I mean, I don't say that to criticize or to, to condemn anyone I mean, because I sing. But it's more than that. It's not just singing on Sunday morning. So, well, we, we sang some fast songs, we sang some slow songs, so we worshiped. But it is, it's more than that. And I, my guess is, and I, again, I don't say this in a condemning way, but just as a matter of fact, my guess is that a lot of Christians, or most Christians, don't spend much time outside the church worshiping. Worship is something you do on Sunday morning. So, but my question is, have we, have I, have we worshipped, have I worshipped today? We sang slow songs, we lifted our hands, but is that all there is to worship? How is worship defined in Scripture? Before we go there, there's a, a tool, I guess you'd call it. When you look into scripture for enlightenment on a particular subject, one of the tools that helps us study the Bible is what was called the law of first use of the law of first mention. And what that is, is it's looking at something for the first time, it's mentioned in scripture and gleaning truth from that, but using that as kind of like the, the, the cornerstone to start, to start the teaching. One of the most notable examples for me is on the day of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, it says, the Holy Spirit came, and it was, it says, they were all filled, and they all spoke. Now, when you look at that, using that, the, the tool, the law of first mention, you say, well, what does it say? It says, they were all filled, not some, not most, all, and they all spoke. So that tells me that that's the pattern. God wants us all filled, and God wants us all speaking. If he, if he, if he wanted different, he'd start it. So we, that, I mean, we use that as the foundation. We build on that. We use that as the foundation. We build on it. 
So, where is, where is worship first mentioned in the Bible? That was the question I had to answer. It, to me, it was in a, kind of an unexpected place. There were no microphones, no choirs, no sound system, no stage. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying we shouldn't have that. I, I love singing. I, I, use, I use music all the time to worship God at home. But the first time we see the word in scripture, it's not there. There's only two people at the first worship service. One of them is a, is a, is a man who's well over 100, and one is a teenage boy. You know where I'm going. It's the Genesis 22 story. When God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac. It's the place where we see the first use of the word worship. So we build from there. We use this event to begin our journey in understanding worship. So let's go there. Genesis chapter 22. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, he said, here I am. He said, take now your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. And Abraham said to the young men, stay here with me, stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there and we will worship and return to you. I and the lad. We'll go over there and we will worship and return to you. When God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac, it's the first place where we see the word worship. And God called Abraham to offer his son as a burnt offering. And Abraham called that act worship. It's loose hands. Like Corey Ten Boone said. Because in this incident, God was asking Abraham to let go of something, something he loved, something that was very dear to him. True worship is opening our hands and saying, God, take whatever you will. My life is yours. Holding nothing back. It's more than just singing songs on Sundays, which is totally appropriate, but not sufficient. Why? Because singing songs doesn't put a demand on your life. Worship makes a demand on your life. It's awful quiet in this Presbyterian church. Worship is putting some things that we know we need to that we know need to go, putting them on the altar. But true worship is offering to God. Not only our mistakes and our failures, 
but also our successes and the things we love. Putting nothing before him. True worship has no area of your life that says no trespassing. True worship doesn't have anything in a closet with a, with a sign hanging on the door saying do not disturb. True worship is a test of whether Jesus is really Lord of my life or not. Is he Lord? Can he, can he change my life any way he sees fit? Abraham had two sons, Ishmael and Isaac. Ishmael is a type of our mistakes, our impatience. Abraham was supposed to wait for the promised son, but he got impatient. He tried to do it himself. He had Ishmael. But God didn't say, I want your mistake. He said, I want your miracle. See, this, 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 uh, I tell you, I'm preaching to myself this morning. Some of these things are just hitting me as, as I've been studying and preparing. I'm asking myself, is, have I, have I to, am I willing to really totally surrender? Have I totally surrendered everything to God? Am I holding anything back from him? I don't want to hold anything back. I want all he, I want all he has for me. I was listening to a message by Pastor Tim Delina. He's the pastor of Times Square Church, the church was started by Dave Wilkerson. He said, when I read this scripture in, in, when I read this scripture in Genesis, I feel like it, it doesn't say, it, Abraham doesn't speak. He just takes, takes the, after God says, he just splits the wood, takes his son and goes. He said, I can almost imagine him having a, having a conversation. And when God asked Abraham for his son, in verse 2, it says, take now your son. So I could hear, I could, I could almost hear Abraham thinking, I have two sons. Your only son. And Abraham saying, they're both my sons. And then God says, the one you love. He says, but God, I, lo I love both my sons. But then he says, Isaac, put his finger on I want Isaac. I want the one you, that's special. True worship is being willing to give to God not just the things that are wrong, not just our mistakes in our past, in our shortcomings. Worship is being willing to give to God even those things that we love. True worship says there's no boundaries, Lord. Nothing is off limits. There's no relationship, there's no habit, there's no hobby, there's no company, there's no business, there's no, no possession, there's nothing that, I will, that I'm not willing to give to you. With me, God began to call me 1977, 78. So I'm calling you to the ministry. But you're going to have to lay down your career. I'm not saying it to pat myself on the back because there's many times that God, there's other times that God spoke to me and I, and I kind of just said, no, I'm not, not ready. But you know what God did for me? He's so good. The best thing you can do is just give it all up to him. But you know what God did? He took it off me. 
about two weeks before I was ready to get out of the Air Force, it's like this love that I had for, for that just lifted. It was gone. I didn't care whether I flew again or not, ever. It was just, he just took it away. He's so good. Made it easy to leave. But then, but then the fun started. Because we were on our own. And we had to really trust God for our lives. And it wasn't easy, but God came through. There's a song we used to sing years ago. It says, you're worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. You deserve the glory. See, we like it when God, from you are all things. Yeah, well, go ahead, God, pour it on us. But to you are all things. I'm willing to give you everything to be in your will for my life. God would say to some of us, so I'd say to some today, I want to pry your fingers off your schedule, off that area of your life that you haven't surrendered yet, off those things that are keeping you from my best in your life. When you worship, you submit. When you worship, you obey. When you worship, you say nothing's off limits. You know, in Genesis chapter 22, it says in verse, in verse 15, then the angel, after, after God spared, Abraham, spared Isaac and had that ram caught in the bushes, and the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven, said, by myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you've done this thing, you've not withheld your son, your only son. Indeed, I will greatly bless you and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and as the sandwiches on the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Why? Because you obeyed my voice. That's worship. Psalm 96 says, Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. True worship is bowing down before the creator of the universe and saying, God, you're in charge. One thing I've noticed about worship, when you read about it, you know, throughout the Bible, it often speaks of a physical position of the body, kneeling, lifting hands, bowing down, laying prostrate. Singing is, I mean, I, I love singing. Don't, I, I'm not knocking singing. You understand what I'm saying? It's fine to sing. I want to sing. I do sing. But it's just more than that. It's a total surrender to God. So I ask myself, do I have loose hands? One scripture that always strikes me when I read it is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. When it says, oh, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And here comes these words, that you are not your own. I don't belong to me anymore. I've enlisted in the army of God. I'm a disciple of the Lord. I let him have full reign in my life. Now we know the end of the story. We know that when Abraham raised the, raised the knife, the angel spoke to him and said, Abraham, he said, don't, don't do it, don't do it. And I think it's sometimes 
when when God wants to change something in our life that we that we love, that's important to us. We say, okay, I give, I give it to you, Lord. I raise the knife, and you keep waiting for God to say something. So, okay, okay, God, you can speak. You can stop me. God says, no, bring the knife down. It has to go. This is a little bit heavy, but we need to get we need to be a little bit heavy every once in a while. This is this is what Christianity is all about. It's by, it's by making Jesus Lord of your life, surrendering everything to Him, giving it all to Him. You let Him change whatever in your life He wants to change. It's what Christianity is all about. If you're not willing to do that, don't even don't even come. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in me. And I'm not my own. I don't belong to me anymore. I belong to him, spirit, soul, and body. So God says, I don't just want your sin. I want what you love, what you don't want to give up. The Lord spoke to my wife several years ago. He said, but you're still smoking. He said, you love those cigarettes more than me, don't you? She said, yes, Lord, but I don't want to. And he took them away from her. Is there anything in your life that needs to go? Is there anything in my life? I look, I ask in God. Anything you want from me, God, I'm, it's yours. God, I want to be a true worshiper, not just a singer of songs. I want to be someone who's totally surrendered to you, not holding anything back. Help me, Lord, to have loose hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for pulling on our hearts today, for showing us the need to make you totally the Lord of our lives, spirit, soul, and body. We surrender to you our life, our likes, our dislikes. Everything is yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word and that you be filled with His love and strength as you daily serve Him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at RomeChristianCenter.com.